1: Hello, I'm Chris Maxwell, and uh, having a conversation with my friend Tracy again. And and Tracy, just think about uh, was going through the list of uh, people we've had the honor of um, having dialogue with in the podcast. It's like this has been great. I mean, what I a love what it. a run! Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, we were talking about listening
0: to Lynn Sweet uh, this past week, and we have another week with him coming up. Uh, but you know. Our guest today is absolutely not an exception to that. We are blessed to have Trey Ward with us. Trey is the Director of Ministry Teams and Assistant to the President at Emmanuel College. And I think you've just completed your fifth year in that yeah. regard, and it's amazing. So welcome to the podcast, Trey. Oh,
2: so glad to be here with you
0: guys. Well, more importantly, Trey is our friend. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good to see his face and uh, I remember lots of McDonald's lunches with this guy <laughs> swatting the flies at Indeed. McDonald's. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> yes, they have uh high, anyway, but that's not don't let me digress there. But that's welcome true. to the podcast, my friend. Thank we you. are are super excited to have you here. I know you this is a busy time of mm-hmm. year. You know, we're taping this in July and June. And it's crazy because you have all these uh trips out there with students that you facilitated but before we dive into all that we just wanted to set the tone and say man how in the world did we get to be sitting at a table like this tell us a little bit
2: about trey ward oh my goodness well i feel so honored to be with you two i tell people these days that uh, i needed emmanuel college more than emmanuel college could have needed me or someone like me, and when I look at both of you as we're sitting here, I think about how God has used both of you in such um, in ways that have helped me to be formed to become more like Jesus. And uh, so, I, everywhere I go, I tell people uh, that you two are sort of on my Mount Rushmore of of men in my life who've been very, very influential and helped me to become uh, more like Jesus. And uh, over the course of my life, I'm sure that I'll look back and say, if it had not been for PT, if it had not been for Pastor Chris or Father Maxwell, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, <clears throat> God God would have used somebody, but I'm right. thankful that He used the two of you. And so my journey coming to Emmanuel College and coming to this table here today uh, really began with a phone call from our president, Dr. White. And uh, he asked me to consider coming to Emmanuel to serve as his assistant and to direct the Emmanuel Singers and our other ministry teams that travel, like you were mentioning, in the summertime. We have a team called Conquest that uh, does a lot of youth camp ministry. Uh, we have another team called Resound that is a smaller ensemble, similar to Singers, but a smaller group that travels more frequently during the school year. So he had invited me to come and, and be a part of those kinds of things. And I really didn't know what I was getting into when I, uh, when I got the call. And in fact, my wife Rachel and I considered uh, college student ministry before we ever got a call from, hmm. from Dr. White. But when it came, I didn't immediately think that this was just the natural next right. step for me and for us. Well, uh, part of that
0: reason, maybe, was because you were engaged in, in public, public education. You were a yes. high school choral director, yes, right? Yes, I was. And tell us a bit about that and how
2: <laughs> did you, get, you journeyed into that. Well, I started in music, probably like you, Pastor Tracy, as a very young person. I, I was... I cannot remember a time when I didn't play piano. Hmm. I think I was probably well, you're great three. at it, brother. My well, <laughs> you are too. You 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 show us how it's done. Um, <clears throat> I think I was three years old, maybe four, when I first started playing piano. And I grew up in a musical family. Uh, on both sides, I have grandfathers who were singers and uh, pastors, and so the the aspect of ministry, pastoral ministry, missionary work, and music ministry, or what we would now often call worship ministry, uh, was very familiar to me uh, in the most literal sense. You know, I have uh, aunts and uncles on both sides of my family. They've all been to Bible college or they've, uh, they have served in ministry in some capacity. They're all musical. And, uh, and so it sort of fell upon me from both sides And I grew up with it. All I ever wanted to do was to play the piano. And every time we had a family gathering, I wanted everybody around the piano. And I couldn't understand why they didn't want to come (laughs) sing for hours as much as I wanted them to. Uh, But I I just grew up loving the music. And uh, so when I was in middle school, I started in band. I played percussion. I really wanted to play the saxophone. But my parents told me I needed to learn to play The drums, because I was playing the drums in church. My mom played the piano and led the singing, and I was playing the drums... And as I grew as a teenager, I, I came into uh, playing the trombone, <laughs> which is the, obviously the next step after <laughs> the drums is to play yes. trombone, I worked my way through. And uh, when I was in the 10th grade, I joined the chorus in my high school. And I, I was in band more than I was in chorus, but I just fell in love with the, the singing um, that was happening in that context. It was different from what I had grown up with singing in the church. But I had a a very inspiring chorus teacher. And so I went to a summer camp after my sophomore year of high school. And I I thought maybe I would study music uh, in college. So I went to this camp, and I remember asking the clinician, who was the guest conductor for the week, um, what he thought, whether I should teach band or chorus. And I should have known that it was a loaded question because he was leading a choir at the time. But he had some instrumental experience. And I'll never forget what he said to me when I... He looked like Santa Claus. You know, he's this... Um, he looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> and so he's sitting on the stool at his music stand, and I walked up to him and just so nervously asked him, uh, what what should I teach? And I went into a little bit of detail, and his response to me was this, Inquire, we have words. <laughs> and I was like... Wow. Mind blown. Uh, we have words. Okay. I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but I came to appreciate it when I started teaching. So I did go to school. I went to, uh, went, I studied music education in college. Uh, It was the best of times and the worst of times. Mm -hmm. I loved the music. I did not love the experience of being a music student because Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure that I would ever actually use this degree that I'm studying uh, to earn. And the joke was on me because I told people that I would only ever do You know, work in the church. I was going to get a full time job in ministry, quote unquote, ministry, when I graduated from college. And uh, when I stepped into the classroom to begin my student teaching, my whole world shifted. Mm. I remember almost, um, I could just about take you to the place I was standing. And I was probably in motion walking into the classroom. But I picture myself walking into that classroom as a student teacher one day, early in the semester, and uh, thinking to myself, I love this. Mm -hmm. And I love being in the classroom. I love being around students. I love making music together. And I love the conversations that we get to have about life and Mm -hmm. about meaning and purpose for your life and the way that the music is a means to an end it is mm. it really as a as a christian the music is not the end goal but it is a vehicle to help us get to where i believe god wants us to be in a public school setting, you know, we would talk about things, and I would have to be very careful about how I phrased things. Uh, but I'd have students say to me at the end of a class, uh, "Mr. Ward, you should be a motivational speaker," or you know, "You sound like a preacher." And I'm thinking, well, actually, that's funny because you <laughs> know, yeah. But it became a place where I, I really learned the value of of individuals rather than just crowds. I learned how to appreciate mm-hmm. individual people and where they were in their lives, and uh, that sort of started me on a journey toward becoming more, um, ironically, for someone who thought that he would become a pastor, I did not know how to value people as individuals mm. before then i was mostly interested in the crowd concept of being you know on a platform mm. speaking to people and of course a classroom is a, is an easy place to do that right. but i learned how to appreciate the individual person and the nuances of how to reach different people in different ways uh which is an is a journey for all of us, and it, it's a never-ending journey.
1: But it's such an important part yeah. of our journey. That's that we right. We have to remember that this is not about us and what we are doing. It is mm-hmm. about how we are caring for people.
2: Yeah. I remember, um, I think it was the summer before my last year of teaching, which was my fourth year of teaching high school, before I came to Emmanuel. I was watching a leadership talk by Andy Stanley, and he said that, There are people who teach the Bible, there are those who teach the Bible to people, and then there are those who teach people the Bible. Mm. And he talked about the difference between those who know their content, they know their material, and they deliver it, they can lecture, they can present, they can communicate uh, the material and the content. And then there are those who prioritize making sure that the pe- that it's delivered in such a way that the people can get it, or that they're coming along with it, or that they understand mm-hmm. it. And I remember just, for my purposes, replacing the word Bible with music. <laughs> mm. And I thought, you know, there are people who teach music, there are those who teach music to people, and then there are those who teach people through music, mm. because what you're really teaching—it's uh, like what what we say now when it comes to leading worship. We're not really leading worship; we're leading people to worship or in the act of worship. Uh, but we're not leading some uh, nebulous or ambiguous concept. We're literally leading human beings, mm. and uh, and so that's what helped me, especially in those those last. Years, Two years or so of teaching was to think about, am I teaching the person? Am mm. I reaching the person, not just delivering the content? Mm. If my goal is just to have a great choir that sings right. cool music or very sophisticated music and very... Um, I mean, I love festival music, you know, mm-hmm. that that part of the year where you're really focusing on the most difficult and advanced music of the whole school year is so meaningful um, because that's the kind of music that I fell in love with when I joined the chorus. I wanted to sing the hard stuff. Right. <laughs> I wanted to sing the really beautiful and complex songs. But if in our efforts to teach it, we only ever accomplish the the immediate goal of the song and we miss the the long-term goal Mm -hmm. of reaching the person or the people who are doing the singing then we've really missed the point uh because Mm -hmm. the music for me is a means to an end uh and the end goal being seeing people's lives developed and and seeing them grow Yeah. yeah you know and i've i've watched from a very close distance
0: um you grow in that with college students, mm. where it was, it was always more than the music tray, yep, since I've known you, that's for sure. But that's become more and more. Uh, it, you, you have operated from a place of, of, of Christ increasing, you decreasing, but also learning how to empower other students. Uh, where when you first came to Emmanuel, you pretty much had to do everything. Like when you start anything, right? You you have yeah. to model that and do that. Yeah. But later, training up leaders, and now mm-hmm. as you finish five years, <laughs> I, I know that has has transformed you. Now you're yeah. now students are doing most of what you used to do. That's right. <laughs> and
2: how's that feeling? You know, it is the weirdest feeling ever. I can tell this story because I've made it very public before. There was a turning point that came during the um, the school year where we were dealing with the the strictest restrictions of COVID, mm. uh, so the 2020 to 2021 school year. And one of the students was the primary worship leader on the stage. And I remember one night, we've, we joke about this now, but there was a night when um, i I was standing out front listening because he was at the keyboard where I used to be, right. where I started out like you 're saying uh, leading when I first got there, but now we 're in my third year, and he was on the keyboard, so I could go do all the the uh, technological things that I was doing, Pastor Chris, you remember and uh, and I was so not good at those things that is not my wheelhouse, but there there I was on the stage, helping the team get ready for chapel. And uh, this young man is at the Keys, and he's leading. And I put my hand up to, uh, to stop everybody. We needed to go back and fix something. And before I could even open my mouth, he said, hey, guys, we need to go back and do X, Y, or Z, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. was this feeling inside of me that said, that's my job it's my job to to tell everybody what we need to go back and fix and no sooner than that thought passed through my mind it was like the holy spirit i mean literally holy spirit (laughs) checkpoint said you've done your job Mm. if he knows what to listen for and you know we were like hey man just give me a second. If I raise my hand, I've got—I do have something to say. Yeah, there, there's that aspect of it, but the real learning that has to occur and the passing, the transferal, or that uh, impartation, really, from one generation to the next, or that mentor to the mentee um, transferal—that was happening before my eyes. And, uh, and that same young man just led our team over these last several weeks. He led the rehearsals. He put the set list together. He was the go-to. He was the guy that if somebody came to me, I said, have you talked to him first? Mm. You know, because uh, he was there. He was ready. And um, I love that part of the job, but it is, it is a change of perspective, You have to be willing to go into it, understanding this does not belong to me. Right. Mm -hmm. This belongs to us, and it only belongs to us because the Lord has entrusted us with this. And yeah,
1: well, that's what we need to remember.
2: (laughs) I would submit to you that you
0: moved from being a doer, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not a thing. To being a leader. Mm. Wow. And that's that's so beautiful.
2: Well, you know, starting out in, when I was in college, I thought I wanted to travel and sing and preach. And, you know, I loved the idea of an RV, you know, getting (laughs) on a big bus and going around the country, um, going around the world, you know, doing what I thought was ministry. But the thing that broke in me as a high school teacher was that need to be um, satisfied with my own, or, or the need to satisfy my own mm-hmm. sense of ambition, my eagerness to be out front all the time, um, thinking that, that that would be fulfilling. Because as a choir director, you lead in the classroom every day. If you're mm-hmm. a high school course teacher, you're, you're, you're in there every day. But when it's performance time, you don't do the performing; the mm. students do. That's right. Your back is to the. The people don't even come. They don't come to see you. Mm. They come to see their babies. Come on, mm. <laughs> you know they come to see their grandkids or their friends, their neighbors' kids. So I love that concept of of saying this. Uh, I say I love it. I have found fulfillment there mm. in a way that I didn't ever think I could. To say this doesn't belong to me. This is us. This is a team effort. And if I can be a part of helping someone else experience something that I um, may have wanted at their age, that's what I feel like I'm there for. So
1: good, And you're doing a great job. Yeah, you are. And Trey, I'm honored to work with you. And I just think about some of those Wednesday night chapel services. Hmm. When I'm not speaking, (laughs) you're not speaking, you're not singing, you're not leading, we are observing the students as they guide us musically as they teach us and, and speak to us. And you know, when it's going to happen, I'll just turn over and look at you and I'll give you that look. (laughs) It's like, I love this. Mm -hmm. Um, because, um, that is the way to lead, to be servant leaders is to just remember our true purpose is to pass this wonderful opportunity we have onto them mm-hmm. and let them pass the truth onto other people. What an honor it wow. is. We're going to we're, we're finish this and, and then we will uh, let you talk to us again in the, in the next episode. But thank you because that we see does. how you're living out, helping many people learn to find ways to make their next steps their best steps.
0: Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.